five breakfast catch up okay nine minutes after eight o'clock um and here in south africa it is one of the most beautiful things we have access to some of the best safari in the world uh we have some of the most beautiful animals the most beautiful landscapes and today on Rhino Day, World Rhino Day, we want to put a spotlight on the plight of rhinos. And it is, it is an incredibly sad thing that even, even the thought that rhinos might not be around when, like, I maybe have kids one day is really sad. I see my, my older cousins now having children who are two, three, four years old who can't really recollect many memories. They haven't yet seen a rhino. And that's really sad. So there is a plight. There is a situation. And we want to put a spotlight on it and talk more about it. So on the show today, I want you to join me in welcoming Craig Spencer, who is the founder of The Black Mumbers. The Black Mumbers are a team of an anti-poaching unit um, functioning here in South Africa who are doing the most to try and help the plight of rhinos. So welcome to the show, Craig. Thanks so much for joining us. Morning, Nick. It's a pleasure. Lacker, man. Listen, I, I really appreciate it. I know it's, it's slightly early in the morning, but I'd imagine um, not, not, not so early for you and your team under you. Um, talk to me. Who are the Black Mumbers and, and why were they founded? I think, Nick, the, um, yeah, the Mumbers have been on patrol since 6 o'clock in the morning, as usual. It's a team of young women from the local tribal villages on the western boundary of the Greater Kruger Park. And we, we founded them early in 2013 and deployed to try and get a handle on the rhino poaching crisis, uh, you know, which is all over the news and so on. We needed a, a longer term intervention rather than the old traditional methods. Yes. So I'm not saying, yeah, I'm not saying that you can, um, you know, solve all your problems with one specific intervention. So it's a, it's a multi-pronged approach. But that's all the gap that needed to be filled. Definitely. So, I, I, I mean, where do we start? This is—it's so layered. This conversation about the plight of rhinos in South Africa. Let, let's start with this. So, rhinos are, are are poached and they are illegally dehorned. The question is, and I think for many South Africans, why does it happen? Well, it's, uh, <laughs> it's not a, a new thing. Um, you know, rhino horn has been part of Chinese traditional medicine for thousands of years. Mm. They've had access to rhino populations in Java, Indonesia, and um, Vietnam, and so on and so on. But as those things got thinned out and wiped out to the brink of extinction, and they started kind of um, fishing in our pond here, of course, with international travel and so on. But it's part of traditional medicine in China. Chinese traditional medicine recognizes rhino horn is a cure for a number of things, you know, just about anything, actually, mm. from cancer to stomach complaints. I mean, it's crazy. It's, it's yeah, it's very sad. I, I I wanted to also talk numbers. I hope you can can help us, Archer. I, you know, we don't see rhino as often anymore. And I, I've chatted to 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 many um, conservationists, and uh, and there's this there's this idea that that rhinos are being pulled into different spaces to try and save the species. Do you have the numbers side of things? What are we looking at? You know, we used to get like almost a monthly update on how many rhinos had been killed in that month and how many rhinos had been born and, and how many rhinos are actually in Southern Africa. Do you have those stats with you? Um, yeah, they've actually just been released. And, um, so we, you know, we could, it's difficult. Nick, I must tell you, you know, when you're talking uh, on the scale of the Kruger National Park, for example, where there's mm. a three million hectare landscape, yeah. to try and count 
things like a white rhino or a black rhino, you're going to have to apply a statistical model um, to try and get a handle on it. You can make some predictions and so on. So, mm. you know, the latest statistics talk about uh, somewhere in the region of 15,000, uh, 15,500 white rhinos still left on the landscape. Yeah. Um, in South Africa, which might sound like a lot, but it's not. Yeah, it's not a lot at all. Not a lot at all, if you consider the gestation period and the, and the turnaround. So, you know, it's got to the stage now where the loss of one rhino is more significant than the loss of five rhinos a year ago. Sure. That is just, oh, it's, a, it's a very sad situation. So, obviously, and, and, and I think I think more often than not, we as South Africans are caught in this space where we are worried about it. We are concerned. We like we need to do something. What is being done? How are we able to solve this issue? Yeah, you know, the, the, the burden of, of, I mean, I don't want to call it a burden because it's a moral obligation more than anything else. But South Africa is the, um, the proud custodian of the world's biggest population of, of rhino. Mm. Um, so the onus falls on us to protect this. And the, the public have been absolutely fantastic. There is quite a lot of political will as well. National Parks Board have really thrown everything they've got. There's so much donor funding rolling in. So the rhinos have become almost an ambassador for the illegal wildlife trade, where it was so difficult to mm. generate sympathy and, and you know, political buying and so on for other species and abalone and, you know, all the things that are being poached, uh, you know, willy-nilly all around. Suddenly the rhinos came along and the whole world was mobilized. Uh, you know, so there's, there's so many different interventions. And to me, it's like baking a cake. Mm. The old traditional anti-poaching and whatever, you know, everybody's got a role to play. There's so many different ingredients in that cake. You can't just have the flour. You can't just have the icing. I don't know how to bake a cake. Yeah. <laughs> but if you, if you put it all together in the right way and bake it in the right way, then you come up with this fantastic thing. Oh, so we can't say there's just one single solution to this. But I, but I must say this, Nico, we can do as much as we can on the ground down here, deploying helicopters, dogs, um, you know, community outreach programs, education campaigns, and so on and so on. But that's really just kind of holding the floodwaters at bay. Mm. We, mm. we need the international community, particularly at the end user level in Vietnam and China, yeah. they need to stand up and say, okay, guys, you know, we're going to change our policy. We're going to start implementing the policies that we've already changed start enforcing the rules, bans and on the trade and all that kind of thing. Because we're going to run out of time. Mm. And we're dealing with level one and two poachers uh, down here. But, you know, who's we, dealing with the couriers and the, and the buyers and the sellers and the syndicates and so on? No, 100%. Okay, so what we're going to do is we're going to play a song. We're going to play Stay the Night, Sigal and Talia Ma. Um, on the line, we've got Craig Spencer, who's the founder of The Black Mamas, which we're celebrating and putting a spotlight on um, Rhino Day, World Rhino Day, because at the end of the day, we as South Africans, as as Craig mentioned, and I didn't actually know this, we have the largest uh, population in the world of rhinos. So it really, the onus is on us. Now we have a member of uh, of of the this anti poaching unit named Belinda, and we're going to chat to Belinda um, about what is actually happening on the ground. Belinda, welcome to the show. How are you doing? I'm good, and you? Yeah, very well, thank you. Thanks so much for joining us. Now, um, according to reports, we have a story from you. So we want to find out more about what is actually happening on the ground with the Black Mambas. So talk to me about that situation. Or well, what exactly we're doing as our job. 
Yes, yeah. Tell, tell me about what you do as the Black Mamba's anti-poaching unit. Okay. Uh, we are patrolling the reserve to create visual presence. Uh, we do early detection and gathering the information. We are checking if the fence has been cut by the poachers or animals has dig underneath the fence and get outside the reserve. And we also do the night patrol where we patrol by the vehicle and we do some observation posts where we listen for the gunshot and also shining the spotlight to show the poachers that were inside the reserve who are patrolling. Yo. And we also do the snare shipping where we prevent the bushmeat poaching where the poachers came to the reserve and fed the snakes and were destroying them while we were doing our sweeping. And we also do the roadblocks where we're searching the vehicles that is coming inside and going outside of the reserve. That's amazing. And, and, and you have a story for us about a, a situation where, where you actually confronted poachers um, with the anti-poaching unit. Yes. So talk to me about that story. Okay, it's the day where we encountered the poachers who were doing the snare sweep. So the weather was cloudy and windy that day. So the weather was very suitable for us to do the job because it was not hot. Most of the time, the site is very hot. So we thought that they would cover the big area because the weather was suitable. So when we were doing the sweeping, one of my, my colleagues smelled the cigarette and none of us was smoking. So it's where we notice that there's someone in the bush. Sure. So uh, we do the extended line where we cover the large area and we started to walk to the direction where we smelled the cigarette was coming from. So it's where we saw the guy who would make fire at the bush and was busy cooking. Yep. And we saw him before he saw us. So we go straight to him and we saw that he was alone. So immediately he saw us. He took the knife, it was a big knife, and tried to stab one of my colleagues. Sure. So during our patrol, we don't carry guns. All the anti, the Black Mamba's anti poaching unit, we don't carry guns. We work with our, with our pepper spray and the and cuffs. So he took a, a pepper spray and sprayed him in his eyes. So, and we started to make some noise. And the other poacher was sleeping. So immediately he had us making some noise. He woke up and tried to fight. And we pepper spray him and we called for backup. And they immediately come. They rescued us very fast. And they, they were arrested, those two poachers. That is amazing. That is, it's a terrifying story. But thank you to you. You, yeah. and your, you and your team. That is amazing. Um, Belinda, uh, we, we, we're wishing you all the best. Thank you for sharing that, that, that story with us. And uh, all the best to you and the anti-poaching unit. Thank you. Amazing. Wow, what a story. We're going to put that live on the app um, as we speak. The Black Mumbers are, are changing the face of anti-poaching units and doing the most to help our rhinos here in South Africa. Catch up on some of the best moments from Five Breakfast by going to 5FM's catch up page on the 5FM app or 5FM.co.za.